what the fuck did I just watch? You're probably just as lost as I am. If not, congratulations. But just do me a favor and don't threaten to cut off my dick or Johnny. We're going to talk about all of that this week as we talk about Eden of the East this week on Shonen and Suds. Cody. How you doing, bud? <laughs> I was waiting for the how you doing. I was like, he's got to be there still, right? I didn't disconnect. <laughs> uh, I am good, man. I am uh, I am confused as you are. Um, of course, talking about Eden of the East, I've seen the show probably a million times, and I always forget what the hell's going on. So, uh, Well, first-time watcher over here, and I am all shoulders, man. I don't know what the fuck I just watched. Yeah, but that, that, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'll I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean we still have two more movies uh, to go with this mm-hmm. to, to wrap it up. So we'll we'll see if they kind of help put a bow on this thing. But uh... well, it definitely needs it. And of course, welcome to Shonen and Suds. I'm your host Chris Adams, and I am Cody Snodgrass. And yes, and we're all collectively confused. Um, but yeah, like I didn't hate it. I did not hate it. I just had no clue what was going on. Cody, I was I have never been this lost watching anything in my life. I felt like I had mentioned it before we started recording. I felt like I was the main character in the movie Memento. And like I was just like after after an episode ended and I went to the next one, I completely forgot what the fuck happened before it. Like short term memory, not even a thing. But like it's not because I couldn't remember. It's because I fucking had no clue and could not remember what why we were in the position we were in. Like, yeah, dude, it it's like it almost feels like when you, like when you fall asleep during a show and you wake up and like you just kept, yes. like it just kept playing the next episodes, but like yes, you didn't fall asleep. You were just watching. Oh, and you were I just was like, watching. You were just like, wait, what what is happening? I like. I don't know. The show, every time I watch it, I just remember why I don't watch it anymore. Like, why I don't rewatch it, and then I rewatch it again. Um, it's got you stuck in, like, a time loop. But there are some really cool things about it. And, you know, and we'll dive into all of that, Cody. But um, just my confusion has created such a thirst deep in my soul. So for the people today, Cody, I need to know. What you drinking? Mmm, good crack. All right, Chris. So I went with with an old faithful and uh, mm-hmm. something that I've currently been like. It's pretty much been all I've been drinking as of these last couple of days. Mm-hmm. I'm back on the twisted tea grind. Uh, oh man! This is another half and half. This is like the Arnold Palmer. So I've had this on the yeah. podcast before, but uh, I was at the liquor store just before we started here, and uh, I just figured, why? You know, I'm already confused enough with this show. I don't want to have like something I, di- I dislike like in a beer form. So I might as well mm-hmm. go with something that I, I know works, gets the job done, and uh, tastes good. So I got a twist. reliable, baby. Yeah. And uh, but what about you, Chris? What are you, what are you drinking today? Well, I... Good crack there. Mm. I'm, uh, I, I, like I said last week, Cody, I want to commit to doing something different. At least for a while, at least until I run out of things um, that will hopefully let, let me rephrase all that. I, I'm going to try something different each week, and hopefully this will take us and I'll have enough that can take us into stout season. Um, I am drinking another local beer. This is from Basic City out of Waynesboro, Virginia. Um, 
And if you've ever been to Waynesboro, there's not much there. Um, you're in like wine country at that point, but there are a lot of really solid breweries in like the uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains, like Waynesboro, Crozet, like a lot of the different counties are, you know, about an hour away from Richmond. You know, that, you know, before I dive into the style of beer that I'm drinking, it's um, what I really like about that is, you know, I live in the city or in the suburbs of the city, but I live in a normal ass city. You drive an hour out towards, an hour, hour, 15 minutes out towards Waynesboro, you're out in the fucking country. So it's nice to have like a very country-esque getaway right in your own backyard where you can hit a bunch of wineries, a bunch of breweries, a lot of nice touristy things. Like I wish I owned a motorcycle so you could ride ride on the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is kind of a big thing to do um, around here. But anywho, this is a brewery. It's their IPA. It's called Sixth Lord. Lord, Lord. Lord, Lord. <laughs> um, very mild IPA. Um, so uses um citra hops, which are a little bit more uh, as the name implies, they're very citrusy, very zesty. Um this one, however, is very balanced. It's very malty. Um and Cody, I know you're you know, you're not much of a beer guy, but um the term hoppy, I'm gonna go real basic for you. Hoppy is something that, you know, you're looking at the bitterness of the beer from in fact the hops. Um, some can be, or the aroma, some are aromatic, some are like for bittering. Um, uh, have you ever had a Sierra Nevada pale ale? That's the most basic common example. I don't think I have, to be honest. Okay. But you know me, I'm, well, I'm a very like basic, I'm a basic bitch when it comes to beer, Chris. I drink my hey, that's light, okay. I drink my light beers. I drink my trailer trash staples, you know, hey, nothing wrong with that, but that's all malty. So that, that kind of flavor, that flavor you get from light lagers, pilsners, that's, that's more malt forward. It's kind of bready, kind of um sometimes it can be a little on the sweet side, almost bready, bready, sweet, sometimes sometimes kind of um I don't want to say doughy or chewy, but like there's a very almost earthy kind of flavor to it whereas hoppiness is going to be bittery. It's going to be sometimes it can be brighter, sometimes it can be more citrusy. Sometimes it can smell like fucking weed. Um cuz um, if you break down the full like family, and I've said this before, hops and cannabis come from the same family. They're like distant cousins, but they're part of the same family. Hooking up would be frowned upon, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, we, we support all of that around here because that's that's one of the best families we could uh, we could go to. Is <laughs> right, the hops right, and cannabis. This is good. Very family. simple. Five and a half percent alcohol, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. I need something. You know, something that's got a little bit of character. Because, um, Cody, let's go ahead and dive into, um, you know, Eden of the East here. Um, I kept wanting to call it e East of Eden, but I think that's like the name of a, a, a novel that's right. not related to this at all. I want to say that is. That sounds very... Yeah, it's a John Steinbeck novel. Yeah. I wonder... I'm no I'm no literary wizard here, but I know it's um you know I know that's has one has nothing to do with the other. At least as far as I know, that's... I could be wrong. Could I could be so wrong? <laughs> I would not be surprised because I'm so confused. Now I'm on the I East of Eden this. wiki page, just trying to make sure. Okay, exactly. No, I don't see it, but I think that might have some kind of maybe the name Eden of the East, like the company mm. that they build in this, is maybe like paying homage to that. I don't know. Possibly. I know that's something that, uh, you know, when a lot of, you know, 
all things considered, there are some stinker animes out there, and then there's some that try to tell a very ambitious story. I feel like this is kind of somewhere in between. Because um, if you look at like the genres, it's a mystery. Of course, there's a lot of, you know, the, it starts out with a very strong story, and then I think it just kind of gets lost in its own narrative. Um, you get political thriller, which makes sense. We're talking about terrorist groups. We're talking about saving cities. We're, there's a lot of political maneuvering. And then it's and then it's considered to be like a psychological thriller. Uh, well, it fucking got me. I have no clue what's happening. Maybe that's the int- maybe that's the psychological part, Cody. They want to just confuse you so fucking bad that you don't know what's happening. That's what I got from it. So, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, so this is um, this original run. This anime is about eleven years old. It, it debuted in April of two thousand nine. There's eleven episodes, and it's followed by two movies: uh, The King of Eden. And Paradise Lost. Now, Cody, uh, you know a little bit more about this than I do. Do these movies wrap up the series? Like, is the movies just kind of finish the story, tell the tale? Yeah, The King of Eden takes place six months after the anime. Um, okay. Wrapping it up, I don't remember, though. Because uh, I, I I don't remember this being as That's gonna be a common as theme. I thought. But, uh, you know, we'll, I've only watched the movies once, and it was okay. a few years back. Um, and I don't really remember much about them, which is kind of why... I, <clears throat> I I suggested the show. I remember liking mm-hmm. the show, but I don't remember it being nearly as confusing. But I guess maybe I'm just getting dumber, Chris, or maybe last time I just watched it and I was like, yeah, that was cool. And I was just watching animated for the sake of watching anime. Well, it's very different. I will say that. Um, And I, I also think I had a hard time because we're coming off of something fucking awesome like Ninja Scroll. And also, too, Cody, just to go on a quick tangent, um, I work from home. So I've got my, my desk and across the room I've got my TV with my switch hooked up to it so I watch I watch a lot of Hulu um while I'm working and Ranma one half is on Hulu and that, that's one it's probably gonna it's long it's up there with like Naruto and Dragon Ball probably something that won't get covered anytime soon and I was like I just want something on in the background while I'm working you know and I've been watching that for the last couple weeks and I think because of Ninja Scroll and Ranma one half, I'm watching two, like, fantastic, like, timeless, well, one's a very timeless show with unforgettable characters, and one's probably one of the greatest anime movies ever made. And then I'm watching this. Yeah. I just, it, I, it's an elite <laughs> company, right? Like, it's it's me sneaking into, like, the fucking, like, the fucking Buccaneers locker room. I know I shouldn't be there. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I, I can't speak for Ron Roll one half, but like Ninja Scroll is very easy to digest. There's yes. not much like crazy shit going on, you know, okay, like, you know that there's not really a plague, you know, the bad guys are behind it, like, mm-hmm. and our our trio of heroes is going to kill all these baddies and hopefully escape with their lives, uh, albeit mm-hmm. the girl doesn't make it this time, but uh, Eden of the East just... Very confusing, and not only is it confusing, our main character also has amnesia, which doesn't help us one bit, Chris. Exactly, exactly. And that, that again, I'm kind of making that semi-like memento reference, even though that's short-term memory, and I guess you can really, you know, make the short connection there. But, um, like, I think the show starts out very strong, Cody. Like like you said, um, the intro is pretty straightforward. Um, and what I really like, Cody, you said you watched it dubbed. I watched it in subtitles. Um, and the movie starts out in Washington, D.C. Um, we're introduced to uh, Saki, I believe is her name. Yep. Yeah, Saki. She's our main female yep. lead. She's, she, yep, she's our main lead here. She's uh, 
it looks like she um she's just visiting. She's uh she just graduated from college and she's visiting Washington D.C. She wants to see the White House, the center of the world, as most Americans like it to be. Um, and what I liked here, Cody, is I watched it in subtitles, but the people from D.C. like the voice actors were English. Now I don't think, or they were speaking in English. I don't know if they were like English speaking voice actors or if they were Japanese voice actors, like imitating English accents because they were all so over the top, <laughs> like very like, I mean, this is 2009. So, I mean, I think we still got a lot of, a, you know, on a scale of one to Toby Keith, I think the, the American patriotism is still at a height in 2009. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of watch where you're going, sir, put your gun down. Like a lot of like country esque, like, so Cody, again, another quick tangent. Um, I, I worked in restaurants for a very long time. And one of the bars that I, I bartended at, we got a lot of international travel. We were in a, our restaurant and bar were in like a business park. So you get a lot of big corporations that have offices in Richmond. They, they're people that were coming in from like their international offices. Uh, Capital One was a big one. Um, they would, that's where they would come and stay at a hotel around there. And then we were open late. So we, we'd get a ton of foot traffic in, a lot of business traffic. I can't tell you, man, how many times Capital One paid my fucking rent just because they come in with these credit cards and they would just throw fucking money at us. But a lot of them, if they, the ones that didn't speak English, they could do, like, when they would talk about, like, America or, like, you'd catch them, like, talking with their friends, they'd be like, I'm American, cowboy. Like, that's the shit that they do. Like, when, you know, when Americans make fun of other accents, you know, there's all kinds of, it's very stereotypical. Mm -hmm. And, I said all that to say this. This is what all these uh, American voices felt like, like super stereotypical. I was howling at the TV. <laughs> it was so funny. I it, loved it. I really love the, uh, on a scale of one to Toby Keith. <laughs> oh man, I'll put a boot in your ass. It's, which is funny. Cause I mean, we're about hit that was this the 20th anniversary of nine 11. So it's very fitting that we're in Washington DC for this first uh, episode here. But then she, so Saki is visiting the White House, and she, I, she, I think she throws something into the into the lawn. I was like, oh, she's in my head. I was like, oh, she's throwing a coin. She's making a wish. That's what yeah. kids do, right? Yeah, she's going to make a wish. But Chris, she, she would have to fucking like Peyton Manning this coin or whatever she throws because the White House fountain isn't like near the fence. It's it's a ways mm -hmm. into the backyard. Like, oh, and by the way, there's like. <laughs> Don't get caught throwing something into the yard. You'll as as she quickly realizes because she is like swamped by a couple of old local yokels, and I'm pretty certain that if this was real life, there'd be like a sniper on the roof saying "target acquired." <laughs> yeah, so th they start giving her trouble, obviously, because she threw something into the, the yard of the White House. Um, yep. And all of this is interrupted by a naked Japanese man, Chris. Oh man, it's naked Midian. Yeah, this ends up being. Uh... Well, we they call him Akira Takizawa, and mm -hmm. uh, basically Taki is his is his name that we'll kind of refer to him as. Um, but dude, he's not just naked; he's naked with a cell phone, and he's brandishing a pistol in front of the White House. I was like, "Oh no, this is not going to end well." Yeah, and so they obviously quickly turn their attention to him, um, and then like a dump truck drives by, and then suddenly he's gone. So the cops go chasing after the truck. He pops up out of hiding, and he's like. 
hey, you look like you were you were in some trouble there talking to Saki. And this is where they kind of get introduced to each other. You know, she's blushing because he's got his Johnny out, you know. And, uh... Oh, my God. Yeah, I want to say this is the first time we hear the pecker be referred to as a Johnny or... No, 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 it's not, but I'm just... Using... Oh, it's not It's not until the, uh, they, 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 they... Not until we meet... Leaving the apartment. Yeah, yeah, not until we meet... Oh, oh yeah, they might mention it there, too, I can't remember. Uh... Yeah, when the cop stops him, she's like, I'm gonna need to see your Johnny, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god. Yep. What? But, um, so yeah, basically she offers his coat, because it's cold outside, and, uh, mm-hmm. he has him her hair coat and her hat, and, uh, he... He kind of runs off on his own, like he doesn't doesn't really have any idea where he's going. Fortunately for him, Chris, he's got a uh, he's got a fancy cell phone here. Oh, uh, thank goodness! And this cell phone has a uh, concierge. Basically, it's this mm-hmm. woman named Juiz, and she basically kind of instructs him like where his house is. Um, and so he heads there, and like Chris, his house is full of like what seems to be like a terrorist like just a terrorist like uh collection of things he's got like multiple passports he's got you know just... like a closet full of guns and ammo oh he's got assault rifles he's got literally like he looks like he's like a a crime boss or something um dude and like he and cuz like he has no fucking clue where he's going what he's supposed to be doing like it's such a weird you know he just knows he has he lives here that's like all he knows but, but, like, earlier on, like, he gets, like, Saki uh, gives him his coat. So he runs off, and she realizes she left her passport. She has shit in her coat pocket when she gave her the guy this coat. So she has to hunt him down, and when she finds him, he, like, charms the pants off of somebody? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> she's following him, and, like, you just see him walk up to, like, a, a random, like, suit from, like, Washington, D.C., and... Somehow mm-hmm. convinces him to give him his pants, and this guy's just walking around in his skivvies. Um, yeah, I don't think the people who made this show have been to Washington, D.C. They tell you to fuck off with the absolute <laughs> quickness. That's what I thought, too. Um, yeah, so she eventually catches up to him outside of his apartment, and uh, he kind of just picks a passport, throws on some clothes, and basically puts the rest of the passports like in his toaster to like cause a fire to, like, I guess, burn mm-hmm. up all the evidence of... like. His crazy terrorist room, which he has no memory of, of course. Um, oh, of course not. And then, of course, gets questioned by the uh, the cop outside. She asks, this, she's gonna need to see like some ID or something. He just fucking whips out his wang because she. Had... Well, th- th- so what, is that what she says in the English one? Because in the Japanese one, she's like, I, "I'm I gonna just... need to see your Johnny." I can't remember because I watched this episode she's like... like last Thursday, so it's been and a little. She's got like that typical like stereotypical like sassy black woman voice like i'm gonna need to see old johnny and he just fucking drops trow and she's like blushing and it's like what did i like what just happened here <laughs> yeah i don't think whoever made the show i don't know if they've been to america because like like you're yeah, going that, that, you're going oh straight to jail <laughs> like <laughs> immediately well, brandishing your junk <laughs> yeah um oh my god yeah, so they. He take... would not be going to Japan very shortly. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so he he takes on this role this, of. This is like the equivalent of like community, like Dan Harmon, like he's like this is what community college is like, right? That's literally what. Oh, this is what America's like, right? You can just they, they just they just walk around showing their dick to everybody, right? That's how they do it. Yeah, and actually, we'll see 
quite a bit more of that, Chris, to be honest, once oh we get God, back to Japan. Oh, my God, we sure do. Um, but, yeah, so basically he then decides to go back to Japan with Saki. Um, her trip's coming to an end. Her friends went to New York, and then she had went to Washington, D.C. as, like, an extra little trip because she said she wasn't going to go on this trip without mm -hmm. visiting, you know, like, Washington, D.C., the center of the world. Um, yep. And then, of course, while they're getting on their flight, they see the news about a missile attack on Tokyo. Um, mm-hmm. Which really is going to help make this story extra confusing. Um, yep, because if I'm not mistaken, there were no casualties, right? Or, or this well, this missile attack was the first one that had casualties. This was the first one that had casualties. There was okay. ten missiles that were shot previously, um, known as the Careless Monday attacks, that didn't kill anybody. And this one, like, I want to say it like, Monday. hit like a jet or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hit like a passenger jet or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and so they, like, they fly to Tokyo. Um, Takizawa basically lets, informs her that he has no memory of, like, how he got to where he was at, why he was naked outside of the White House, you know. Mm -hmm. No memory of that. Um, and basically, she kind of just, she kind of just rolls with it. Like, she's just like... I, she's, I guess she's a little bit infatuated with him. Like, you can tell she's, like, blushing any time they talk. But, like... Yep. For a stranger, you just met naked with a gun. I mean, <laughs> she really just kind of befriends him. And, uh... They basically go go to his house, his place. And, uh... We also find out more that, like... About what his... Why his... What his phone is. And, like, he learns that he has 8.2 billion yen, Chris. Um, so he's, okay. he's got this phone that can like basically act as like a credit card and I guess we'll just kind of essentially, we'll just talk about the concept here. Basically he is what's known as a sell sal They were all given 10 million bucks to try and save the world or change the world, one of the two. Yeah, just um, change the world if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and so like he can buy anything with this, he can buy like... He can, like, get himself, like, there's a big line at the airport, and he's like, he asked Juiz, who's his concierge, he's like, hey, can you get me out of here? And then, like, next thing you know, you got a cart coming through, and they, like, ask for him, and him and her get out of there, like, super yeah. quick. Yeah! Like, and she was like, are you a celebrity? And he's like, I and don't know. And have we mentioned that this phone has, like, fucking 8 billion yen on it, by the way, or something stupid like that? Yeah, he points Homeboy's loaded. Yeah, and, uh... Very interesting. Uh, and then we see another gentleman, this name is known as Kondo, who is also a Salasau. He's like a, he's kind of like a deadbeat cop, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. Or like an investigator or something. Uh, but yeah, he has that hard-boiled detective look, and you know how I feel about those. <laughs> yeah, and like you can see that on your, on these these cell phones that these Salasau have, Salasau. They're um, very distinctive, by the way, the phones that they have. Oh, yeah. This isn't no Motorola Razor. These are these are fancy. Oh things. no, um, right. But basically, you can see what the other Salasau are doing. Like you can see, mm -hmm. like their transactions. Like you can see that, like number nine, who is we find out is Taki. He's like the ninth Salasau. Um, like he bought a pack of gum just to see what the phone could do, and like all this other stuff. Um, but he's definitely like tracking him and tracing them. Um, and eventually they kind of meet up. And, like, without, I, I think Taki doesn't know at this point, um, but he notices that they both have the same cell phone. Um, and, basically, the cop kind of questions me, he's like, so, you know about, like, Salasau? And, like, 
all this stuff, but of course our boy Taki, he doesn't have any uh he doesn't yep. have any memory of this. So he has Yeah, and, and the cops like, "Well, if you could, you know, at least in the Japanese when he's like, you, you know, you come up talking crazy shit like that to a stranger again, I I could easily just haul you away, you know." Mhm. Yeah, so a very very odd start to this. Um yes. And and then eventually, of course, Akira and Saki, they make it to uh Akira or Excuse me. Yeah, Akira is his first name. Uh, but they make it to Takizawa's address that's on his passport, which is actually this like gigantic shopping mall. Um, so not only does he have his terrorist apartment back in Washington D.C., he's got this a full-size shopping mall in, uh, in like I want to say it's Kyoto, Japan, or somewhere in Japan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they like they they're like looking around at, at the place. Obviously, he's kind of freaked out by this because he has no recollection of any of this um they basically plan to like watch a movie um and we see our old boy kondo the cop uh who is also a cell sal i can't remember what number he is though um but he's he's kind of tailing him uh and yeah oh geez yeah because they all have because takazawa is number nine or they keep referring to him as number nine yeah he's number nine and i think i want to say the cops like number four number yeah, like I, four sounds right, but again, that, well, that's and, my answer to a lot of what's happening in this show. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll go with it. Well, I mean, that's kind of like what Saki's doing too. She's like, "Oh yeah, I'll go with you to your house." Like, yeah, random guy I just met in Washington D.C. naked. Well, she a... wanted an adventure, and guess what? She fucking got one. She sure does, Chris. Um, but yeah, so we we're at the mall. Um. <laughs> and basically, like, I guess they're planning to watch a movie because he remembers that he was like a big movie, a movie fan. Takizawa uh, mm-hmm. does. Uh, but before they go see the movie, he like takes a look at like this big open area of the mall, um, mm-hmm. and we see this sign that says like "I'll kill you for sure, Takizawa." Um, pretty interesting uh, to be written on your mall that you own. Um, and then we see like a flash of <laughs> twenty, but like it, we know it's twenty thousand because that's the number the show tells us. But we see this image of him like he like sees a scene of it of him posing in front of all of these naked dudes that are in this area of the mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, so just put a what put a pin in that for now, <laughs> but because uh, that'll come up later. Um, but yeah, like I said, Kodan, the cop, is kind of tailing after him. Um, yeah. And I want to say, I'm trying to remember, he catches up with Takizawa while Takizawa's like setting up the uh, the cinema, like the, the film reel, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, Saki has no, she has no idea what's going on. She's just watching the movie and like, oh, I wonder where Taki's at. Of course, Kondo is up there beating the shit out of him, trying to, like, figure out, like, what's going on with him. Takes his phone, um, and Kondo basically plans to take all of the remaining balance of his money. Um, and we kind of find out that if a Selesau runs out of money, a person named the Supporter will come and kill him. Who is like, basically one of the Selesau, but they don't know who. Uh... And so, yeah, and, like, they'll either get killed if they run out of money or if they start doing, like, a bunch of, like, 
selfish acts or like they're not doing things that yep. would like lead to the world changing. Um, Which is so weird because like, isn't that what they're trying to do? Change? Like, they're, I guess they're trying to save the world, but what? Well, it just as the show goes on, it just seems to get more and more inconsistent. Because like, yeah, it seems like some people are like actually doing good things, and some people are doing like really shitty things. Like this cop, it doesn't seem like he's been doing anything good. Because, like, later on, we see him, like, at a bar, and he mm-hmm. owes some, like, crime boss dude, like, a couple mil. Well, like, didn't he, like, cheat on his wife or something, too? Because he gets, like, stabbed or something, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, because, like, he... Basically, so he beats up Taki, takes his phone, and he plans on taking his remaining balance, because Taki's got eight bill. So, like, he's going to mm-hmm. take his money, um, and, uh... He basically plans on transferring it to, like, to his mistress, it seems. Um, yep. Which doesn't work, because, of course, Dewey's informs him, oh, it's, these these phones have, like, a fingerprint thing, like, you can't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got, like, biometrics and shit on yeah, them. Yeah, you can't just get into, you can't just steal a phone from another Salisau and just take all their money, like, that's not how it works. So now he's, he's broke, because he spent, like, the last money getting his mistress a cab. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to say he texted his mistress who was like, now we'll have enough money to play around with for the rest of our lives. Well, this yep. dumbass, Chris, he sends it to his actual wife. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh... He that fucking catches it. Yeah, that, of course, leads to, uh... Taki managed to pickpocket his, like, uh, police badge. And so, they basically agree to meet up so he can get his phone back, he'll give him the badge back. You know, an even trade... Your badge your gun on my desk. Uh, that's right. But before Taki gets there, Kondo's wife shows up, revealing that he texted that message like, oh, we'll have enough money to get away for the rest of our lives. And Chris, she just straight up shanks his ass. Oh, dude. She real mad. She is big oh, she is mad, pissed. my friend. Yeah, and so when, when Taki arrives, uh, Kondo's basically on his, on his last legs, and Taki like, offers to like get him an ambulance. He's like, no, nah, it's too late. He's like, we need to track down the other Celisals and like, you know, to help try and maybe figure out, like, why you erased your memory, like, what happened. Um, he basically informs them that outside of those two, there are ten others, so we got twelve total Celestials with ten billion yen each to spend, mm-hmm. and they need to change the world. And Here uh, we are. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it is all downhill from here. <laughs> Yep. Uh, like, this... next we're going to meet a fucking uh, CEO serial killer that cuts people's dicks off or something. And it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sorry. Cuts people's Johnnies off. Well, first we meet the brain surgeon guy. And he, like, yeah. has, like, this this hospital. And he, like, he thinks that a, he thinks that Takizawa is the actual supporter. So he thinks he's, like, there to kill him or, like, he doesn't trust him. So he, like, drugs him and then brings him up. And he kind of explains to him, like, who Mr. Outside is. Mr. Outside is basically the guy that set this whole game in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly has to be a guy, like, with a lot of money, you know, something... Clearly a, a fucked-up head to put these people through this. Um, but yeah, his name's Hajime Hira, is the, the brain surgeon. Number He's number five. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like he's doing, like, a decent thing. Like, he has, like, this whole hospital that he owns, and he's, like... You know, he's, like, performing brain surgeries, but he's like, I can only save, you know, I can only, like, make a change in, like, one person's life at a time. Yeah, there seems to be nothing bad here. Like, there's nothing bad here. 
But then we get to the end, and he gets killed by the supporter. Who, like, we don't see the supporter, well, of course, because, like, it's got to be a mystery. Um, oh, of course. Which of course. never gets solved. I don't think. Well, yeah, because well, we, we, we got two movies. That's right. Um, but yeah, if the cell cells, he explains that if the cell cells refuse the game, run out of money, or act in a manner uh, unbecoming of a messiah, then they are eliminated by the supporter. Uh, yeah, Taki's like, all right, well, thanks. He's going to keep going, mm -hmm. you know, looking for more of the cell cell. And then Doc gets killed by the supporter. And uh, I yeah, get the wiki like... page says that he ran out of money, but I don't recall them saying. Mm hmm. But maybe he did. I don't. He spent all his money saving people. Yeah, which I guess wasn't enough to change the world. Um, yeah, which is. And... Again, man, I'm I'm just <laughs> as lost as you are. We're just we're just gliding through this thing. Oh, Chris, and it doesn't get any easier because uh, in this next episode, um, Akizawa is kind of like gets approached by this guy who knows him, mm -hmm. like before he had erased his memories, and this guy is. Yep. One of these missing 20,000 neats. And let me... A neat is a... Uh, I guess it's essentially like an unemployed, like, untrained person. This is the uh, this, this is the guy in the fucking... In the, like, apartment who loses his pants, right? No, 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 no. Who am I thinking of? No, then? you're thinking of... Uh, you're thinking of uh, Panties or whatever his name is. Yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this guy God is... God damn it. It's all the same. <laughs> Dude, this is where the show, like, I think the first, like, three, four episodes are okay. Uh, and this is where it just kind of takes a weird dive. Basically, off the rails. this guy comes up to Taki in the street, and he's like, I know you, and he's one of these missing neats, because, like, apparently 20,000 of these neats, which are unemployed, untrained, something-somethings, they're basically just, like, people that are unemployed. Um, mm -hmm. And he's mad at Taki for ditching him and his fellow neats in Dubai. Um, but he thanks him for having him, like, helping him reintegrate into society and that he's met, like, his wife through this. Mm -hmm. Dude, I had... This, I'm like, what the fuck happened? What are we talking about? Like, I have no idea what's happening. Um, but... <laughs> Chris, we kind of get more questions than answers. Oh, uh, that's the... You want to talk about a tale of the tape for this shit? That's exactly what we get. Yeah, and so... Uh, Taki's like, oh, I need to meet up back up with Saki because, like, he gotten the shit kicked out of him while she was watching the movie, and then she kind of just headed off home because, like, she was like, well, I don't know where he's at, so. Mm -hmm. um, we get a glimpse of Selasau's number one and number 11. They're kind of, like, just keeping an eye on what activities Taki's doing on his phone. Um, and then we get some more random stuff. Like, we see some of, like, Saki's home life. She stays with, like, her sister and her brother-in-law. Mm -hmm. Um... None of this really matters. She goes out on, like, a, an interview, um, and then when she goes outside, uh, Osugi, her friend, uh, who's kind of, like, he's got the hots for her. They went on the trip together. Oh, of course. Um, he basically, he plans, like, a dinner date with her afterwards. Well, of course, she gets turned down from this interview. It goes pretty bad, and Takizawa shows up on his on his sweet motorcycle and uh, kind of sweeps her off her feet. And... Hell yeah. Or Osugi, he's heartbroken, so uh, he takes one of his buddies with him to the restaurant. It's like a fancy restaurant. He set up like a nice little date, and he gets fucking pissed drunk, Chris. And uh, Now we're talking. Now we're talking. That's right, Chris, and he gets picked up outside by the Johnny Hunter. 
Uh, <laughs> oh no! And this is it. Just it just keeps getting weirder and weirder because this chick, oh, man. she is Celestial number eleven. Um, mm-hmm. And she's a she's a CEO of like a company. Yeah, she owns like a shit. model agency or something. Yes, a model agency. And she is basically a serial killer that like goes that for hunts rapists. Yeah, like rapists and like you know just like. Pretty much just the filth of the earth, and yeah, she's she's a De- she's kind of a Dexter here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except she uh, targets their Johnnies. She yeah, she does not take a drop <laughs> of blood and put it on a micro microscope slide. She uh, she takes your wiener, Cody. She is all wiener. <laughs> and yeah, of course now she has one of our a friend of a friend. She has Oski, mm-hmm. or so we think, Chris. Because the show sure does make it seem like Osagi's the one that's kidnapped. Yeah, because she like she like puts like uh like the gimp mask on them and shit. Like yeah. I, it's like it's almost like she 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 like toys with them, tort like you know little uh little Fifty Shades of uh of baby blue for her hair before <laughs> she uh you know she does the deed. Yeah, and so while that's going on, and like we see like the guy that's captured, who we think at this time is Osagi. Mm-hmm. He gets his phone back and he's sending like pictures to this like web page, trying to like you know see if somebody can like figure out where he's at and help him. And one of the other kids who are part of like Saki's group, uh, who we'll just kind of refer to as Eden of the East, hence yep. the, the name of the show. Um, hoping that like one of them will notice like where he's at this or who it is. This is where the name of the show comes from. Oh yeah, Chris. Um, so basically, Saki and her friends from school um, are—they have this company that they're making known as Eden of the East. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And these kids should probably be the Celestial because they've—they have this app that they've made that they've created that like can recognize anything just by the image. Mm-hmm. So like, except of course they can't recognize Takizawa's real name, but. That's beyond the point. Uh, but yeah, like it seems like they're actually making a difference here, and I feel like I I, I don't know. Like I feel like what they're doing, Takizawa probably could have just been like, "Here, I made this," and like probably win the game himself. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess whatever. Like I guess the university was giving them problems for having this app made, this like oh, image recognition thing, like. Like this is like revolutionary. This would be huge if this existed. Which it, there might be something like this in the world. But... Huge if true, Cody. Yeah, and so like Takizawa kind of gets he gets introduced to all of her friends, um, and he like offers to help, um, and like exchange they'll help with him like his duty as a Salazar to try and win this like fucked up game that he's playing. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And then Kasuga, who is the kid that was looking for Osugi, he finds that like he he's the one that kind of informs them that he thinks that they've that Osugi's been kidnapped by the Johnny Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, she's killed nearly twenty thousand victims, uh, which I think might be uh, a little exaggerated there, but regardless, but still. yeah. Then we get to the next episode. And they get in these pictures. They know it's Osugi. They're pretty damn sure. Um, Takizawa uses Juiz to kind of get find out where she's at. She's in like this fancy hotel. Mm-hmm. He like buys the hotel just to get inside to try and save this kid. 
eventually we get to the point where these two come face to face, these two subtly so. And um turns out it's not Osugi that they have in here, Chris, so Yeah, it's just some just some random like rapist, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like Yeah, just some random dude. We just ran it we just I don't even know why we're why we're why are we wasting time here? Like Well like and there's also that weird conversation they have where she's like he's like, You've never just there's never been a Johnny that's been able to love you or something. And I'm like Yeah. Is he talking about like just fucking dicking her down real quick? Like that's what, what I thought here? too. And then he like succumbs to his injuries because like while he's on his way there, yep. she causes like a an accident in the streets and he like gets mm-hmm. pretty banged up. Um But yeah, and then when uh Saki shows up uh, she finds that like the chick has like bandaged him up because he had like those wounds from his bike, his bike getting wrecked earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's not Osugi. Um, and then she like pays or has Juiz like give her wings and like fly her and the other guy out of yeah. there. Yeah, dude. Like I was like, is she a fucking demon? Like <laughs> what? What is happening, dude? I have no idea why any of that even happened. I'm like, why is she flying? Like, why don't she just well, have, like, like, dog? Can you like, can you just pay money like to have wings? I, well, appa- like, appa- appa- apparently, it was said that it was like a an illusion, like a like an like a not quite sort of like special effects is what the request was on her phone. So, but. Why not just have Juiz arrange a helicopter to pick you up? Or, like... Hey, that sounds a lot better to me, sir. Yeah, just... Very odd, but... That's, I don't know, man. That's pretty much the rest of the, the Johnny Hunter chick. And, uh... It only gets more confusing from here. Uh, so we we get to episode 8. We got only four more episodes here, so just bear with us, guys. Because it is, uh... It is a... It gets more, something. more and more. <laughs> it's confusing. a something. Yeah, so we got Taki. He wakes up, and Saki's basically like tending to his wounds. Um, and Osugi just kind of shows back up to the to the Eden of the East Club, and he's like, "Yeah, I was at a party, and my bag got stolen." So I guess his bag got stolen by the rapist guy, and then the rapist guy got taken by the Johnny Hunter mm-hmm. chick, which is why they had like. Because they saw the keychain on the bag, and that's how they knew it was Osugi. So it was o- Osugi's bag got stolen, and that's how they they got the the confusion. Mm-hmm. Either way, we just burnt two episodes doing absolutely nothing, rather than... A whole exp- lot of dick. Rather than explaining this confusing-ass plot. Um, but yeah, Osugi clearly doesn't like that Takizawa's working with the others, because obviously Takizawa's kind of t- took his girl from him. Um, Get your hands off my yeah. girl. Yeah, and so Os- Osugi kind of, he's trying to... He takes a picture of Takizawa, and he's trying to find out who, like, who he really is. All this other stuff, and, uh, mm-hmm. and Takizawa, meanwhile, he's trying to get the phone of, like, Kondo's phone, the other south of the cop that died. They're trying to see if there's a way that he can repair that to see if that'll help him, you know, figure out what the hell is going on. And Hirasawa, the main guy of Eden of the East, he's like, "Yeah, we can go visit Pants or Pantsies or whatever the hell his yeah. name." Yeah, it, it's my man Pants because he um. Because or or is it underpants? Oh, I don't know. Be- because like he um, basically we just see a thing where he loses his fucking britches. Yeah, he like, lost his only pair of pants, and so he stays inside, Chris. 
Yeah. Until he, he fucking until he figures canceless. out what happened to the twenty thousand needs. He's like this fucking computer nerd, super nerd, like and so Saki pantsed up. Yeah, and so Saki and Michan, one of the other girls of the group, they head with Takizawa because like they don't know if they should trust Takizawa. Um like Saki does, but everybody else is kinda like, I don't know. Um mm-hmm. yeah, Pantsu. Um and basically, Takizawa eventually gets... Fucking ta- pants. Yeah, and he doesn't, like, leave his room or anything, doesn't let anybody in there, but he kind of convinces him to let him in. Um, and so he can, like, figure out this phone, and he basically ends up figuring... He pretty much explains the plot for us, honestly. Without Pants yeah, in the God. show, I would have no idea what the fuck is happening. Pants is the greatest character in the show. Yeah, so while he's working on the phones... Osugi uh, checks Takizawa's pictures and, like, he's seeing all these responses online that, like, Takizawa goes by all sorts of names. Um, and so he thinks that Takizawa's, like, a criminal. Um, and then he goes to Takizawa's mall and he sees that thing that says, like, I'll kill you, Takizawa, or I'll destroy you, whatever it says. Um, and so, like... I'm gonna do something. Yeah, so you got the Eden of the East crew outside of Saki and Mikon are at the mall. Trying to figure out what the hell Takizawa's been up to. Meanwhile, Pantsu and him, they managed to like get into like all of the Salasau transaction history. And this is where we kind of get like the plot much better explained. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of figure out that Careless Monday was like one of the Salasau ordered, I think it's 10 missiles attacks mm-hmm. on like these areas. Um, and Takizawa basically, like, gathered up, like, 20,000 neats um, to evacuate these areas um, to protect these people. Um, which I... Dude. <laughs> and, they, and not only did he did that, he had them evacuate all these people, um, which caused the missiles to not hit anybody. Then the people who, like, got evacuated were like, well, how did they know that that was going to happen? So Taki mm-hmm. sent these 20,000 people naked <laughs> on shipping containers on, like, huge boats to Dubai for three months to keep them out of the spotlight, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All I remember from this part is we see pants win- his pants go out the window, and then when we see him again, he's, like, fat. Yeah. Yeah, we see like his backstory. His pants just fly out the window, and that's his, yeah. that's his backstory. We're like, okay, got it, thanks. Um, but then we see Salasau number one and number ten, which is Mononobe and Yuki. They're like, mm-hmm. they're interested in what Takizawa was doing. Um, so they head to Kyoto or wherever he's at in Japan to Pants' house. And Asa de Pants. Yeah, um, Pants discovers that number ten. So one of the guys. At, they're wondering what Taki's up to is responsible for the missile attacks. Um, <clears throat> so basically, they're on their way there. Taki heads off. Um, and Pants discovers something else after Taki leaves. And when he goes outside, he like, oh, I forget, the girls brought him a pair of pants. Um, yes. So he gets a new 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 pair of britches. Oh, man. Well, when he runs outside to tell Takizawa about, like, what he found out, uh, Mononobe and Yuki run him over, killing him. They destroy Kondo's phone before he can call Takizawa. 
dude, they're just all about just killing motherfuckers off in this show. Yeah. Well, uh, of course he doesn't die. We find out at the very mm-hmm. end of the show, which is, of course, just you can't just kill somebody in this ridiculous show. You gotta like. Oh, of course. I, whatever. But <clears throat> um, then of course Team Eden they find out that they're all like at Takizawa's theater and all that stuff where they discover that like this is the area where these 20,000 neats were held. Like, all these dudes. I don't know why they're naked, though, Chris. Like, why are these unemployed people all naked? I don't... I don't want... Like, maybe they can't afford pants. <laughs> I, I wish that were the case, but... I, I Who knows? Yeah. Um, And then, of course, like, Taki, Saki... Well, Taki, Saki, and Mikan, they're on their way home... Um, but Taki doesn't get on the train because he gets confronted by Mononabe, who is Selasau number one. And he's basically like, hey, I'll spill the beans about the game. Me, you know, I'll help you remember why you uh, why you erased your memory, which is why we're here, kind of like. Mm-hmm. Taki's trying to figure out, like, what the fuck's going on. Um, meanwhile, Saki calls and basically is like, here, I'll let you listen into our conversation. Um, and... <clears throat> Basically, Mononobe talks about, like, the missing needs, and he tells him, like, he thinks that Mr. Outside is this, like, rich man of this ATO company. Uh, he's, like, a big political figure who, like, helped Japan, but, like, he thinks that he's actually dead. Yada, yada, yada. Basically, he wants to head to this research facility with Taki, um, so they head there. Um, fortunately for our crew... Uh, oh boy, Pants sends a bunch of information to, uh, what's that guy's name? One of the dudes of Eden in the East. So they have all the information of, like, the Selasau. Like, all their spending logs and all this stuff. And then Chris... <laughs> what? <sighs> Tell me, what's gonna happen? And then the boats show back up with 20,000 naked dudes. Oh my god. And so they invade the mall, and this scares our... Our group from Eden of the East, so they, like, don't grab the laptop. Dude. Whatever. So, like, later on, they gotta, like, all sneak in naked and steal the laptop back so they can figure out what the hell's going on. Cody, we've jumped the shark at this point. Dude. Yeah, this show is just... It's all over the place, and I feel like it it tried too hard and didn't need to be this confusing, but they made it confusing. They're out there for the sake of being out there. Yeah. So... And I get it, but I don't get it. And I'm just going to kind of wrap this last episode up. Basically, or I guess there's more that happens. In this oh, no! Episode 10 has a lot more. No! Okay, so we have we have Taki. We uh-huh. have like four of the Celis House. Taki, Mononobe, two other random guys, are Yuki and Tsuji. Um, and basically they plan to launch 60 missiles all over Japan yes. and tell Takizawa not to get in their way. They tell him why that he re- erased his memories, which is because like he had been betrayed by the people he attempted to help. And what they mean by that is he sent the twenty thousand needs who he had volunteer to rescue these people, get them out of, get them to safety. And then when the missiles hit, they questioned how anybody would know about that. And like I guess some of the needs were like stealing shit and like doing all kinds of like, you know, just just petty stuff. Of um, but like I didn't think. He wasn't really betrayed by these people. He still saved their lives. They were just questioning, like, hey, why did... How did anybody know that we needed to evacuate? Which is, like, my biggest... One of my biggest gripes about the show, like... 
if you save my life from like a missile attack, mm -hmm. I might question how you knew about it, but I'm not going to be like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. I don't think that's what these citizens did. And like, it makes it seem like it was so bad that he had to erase his memories. I'm like, you know what? At this point in the show, we're 10 episodes in. Sure. Dude. Yeah, I, I got nothing. I honestly don't care. Um, but they're going to plan a bigger missile attack. We get to the next episode. Taki picks up his phone. It takes 20 minutes for this to happen, but Taki picks up his phone and says, Hey, Juice, why don't you uh, figure out a way to stop all those missiles? <laughs> hey, bud, why don't you go ahead and find a way to get all those And so she does. Out. So she does. Like Wonderful. Like, this show, like, <laughs> could be so much simpler and they make it way more complicated than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Like, you just have phones that can counter anything that anybody else does. Like, oh, they're shooting a bunch of missiles? I'll just counter that. <sighs> Because I have more money than fucking all of them. Boost Mobile, where are you at, son? Oh, and Chris, not only that, he has enough money to make himself the king of Japan. Sounds great. And the show ends. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, that's it. I'm in, and just in time for it to be out. Yeah, dude. Just a... Like, why didn't we just start there? Oh, shit, I've got all this money. I want to be king of Japan. Dude, I'd rather like, see like from the, the start long of the long way to get there. I'd rather see like from the start of the game or something. I, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, just... it's like the old classic. Like, it's like when you find a genie in a lamp. The first thing you wish for is three more wishes, right? Why didn't we just start there, like wishing to be king of Japan or you know, make me king of Japan? Like you had the money. Well, like I just Should felt we like... have to go on this like tale, this this journey of discovery. First. Yeah, it's just. And I mean, obviously, I, I did like a brief description of it, um, and I couldn't go into all the detail because we'd be here all day. With oh my our god! Fucking... It's like that episode of Always Sunny where they we're talk, trying to figure out Carol in HR. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just, I'm more confused than like pleased with the show. Like, and like the show mm -hmm. doesn't get like we don't get a rap on like did Taki win the game? No, we we haven't met half the Celisau. I think we've seen like yep. number one, two, four, five. 10, 11, and 12. So, like, there's a ton missing, a, a couple at least that are missing. Um, it's just all questions. We don't know who the supporter is. I don't know why the citizens turn their back on Taki when they don't even know who the fuck he is. Like, I... Got nothing. And I don't remember anything that happens in these movies either, so we're, I guess we're just going to find out next week, Chris. <laughs> yeah, we are, because we're going to dive right into King of Eden. All I know about it is it starts out with Taki just missing. Yep. And, and it, I wish it could just end there. He's missing? Oh, well, fuck it. Perfect, yeah. And it's six months after the events of the anime. Um, mm -hmm. All in all, I think the show started off, like, interesting. Like, I was intrigued. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, why is this guy here? Like, how did he lose his memory? Why has he got all this money? Like, like it started off decent, and, like, as soon as... Kondo or Kondo, the cop dude died. It just yeah, it's like it's like his dying words were like, "Now let's open up this mystery for no fucking reason." Yeah, and like it's just, dude, I or not for no reason, but we just we really take the law. We we go around our elbow to get to our wrist in this show, and it's just it was tough to keep up with. I like I I couldn't keep up with it. Yeah, like, I mean, even explaining it, like, I, I probably sound like an idiot just talking myself in circles, but, like... If you blinked, you missed something. Yeah, and even if you saw it, like, you didn't know what it meant. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> he gets these 20,000 volunteers to evacuate these people, and I guess they just roll with it, and then the people get mad at him for him saving their lives? I I, I don't understand. And so he erases his memory, and, like, why is he naked outside the White House? Like, why does he have a gun in his hand? I, Why does he have a terrorist, like apartment in Washington, D.C.? Like, there's so many questions. And, like, honestly, one of the most frustrating things about this show, Chris, mm -hmm. is, like, this show has, like, a ton of five-star reviews. And I'm like... How? Are you guys Who? just, like, jumping, like, fucking yeah, pole... Are you pole vaulting over the plot holes here? Dude, we are. We are. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that meme with the person holding the sheet and they, like, do the fucking limbo duck under them. That is literally that. Yeah, dude, it's just, like, there's just too many plot holes for me to, like, 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 there's so, I have way more questions than answers, and I guarantee these movies aren't going to answer, why does he have this apartment with weapons? Nope, it's going to be more questions. Like, I, I already see where this is going. Yeah, it's going to be more questions. I hope we figure out who the supporter is. Um, I guess, but, like, even when I see him, I won't know who he is, unless yep. it's fucking... Osugi or Pants Boy. Unless it's Saki. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, and Pants is alive at the end, of course. Like you see oh, all of the course. So, like, you see all the missiles getting shot down, and then you see Pants in the hospital bed. I'd rather watch ten episodes about my man Pants. Yeah, he seemed like the most interesting character, and he seemed to know way more than he should have known. He, like, knew yeah. what the Celestial were, and I was like... How? You've been I'm in like, your room with no pants on all the I'm time. like, how the fuck does this guy know? But... I don't question it. Whatever, dude. Um, Chris, let's just let's <laughs> whatever, dude. Exactly. Yeah, my regret for putting this anime on our on our list or on our poll, and the fact you know that what? we wouldn't have known until we watched it. Yeah, and it got voted in, and I know it's my buddy Alex that voted this in, and he oh, probably oh, you're dead to me, Alex. And he probably yeah, you've actually met Alex a long time ago. Uh, mm -hmm. but but you're dead he, to me. And he probably voted on his girlfriend's phone too. And oh no, yeah, got them oh, enough votes no. to beat whatever the hell we—I don't even remember what we put up for this poll. Um, oh man, I think we had Trigun. Why didn't Trigun? Yeah, win? we had Trigun, Dragon Quest, Story of Die, and Shaman King. Three fucking, or at least two heavy hitters and an unknown. Maybe people just want to see us suffer. Maybe that's what. I, I, I look, listen. If that's what if that's what entertains people, I'm okay with it. But I, at I some feel like... point. Yeah, I feel like the episodes where we're confused aren't good episodes. Like, I don't think this is one of our yeah. better episodes. Like, because yeah, I, I just don't I, think this is a good show. Yeah, I, it's pretty to look at. Like, I think the animation is great, the voice acting great, the execution just right in the toilet. Yeah, and I'm all for an anime that has like a, a movie that continues, like the original Full Metal yeah. Alchemist. You had to watch. Yeah, the, the movie that went with that, and like that's fine. Like, yeah, I'm all for it. This has two movies. And we had a whole lot more questions. Like, at the end of Full Metal Alchemist, spoiler alert if you haven't seen one of the greatest anime of all time, uh, not Brotherhood, this is the original, so maybe it's not mm -hmm. one of the greatest, but I digress. It's good enough. Um, you're like, well, how are they ever going to get Al's body back? Are they going to, mm -hmm. like, they're still on this quest, you know, like the Philosopher's Stone thing didn't work out. How are they going to get his body back? And then you have the mm -hmm. movie, and that goes into that. Yep. This, we're like, Who's the supporter? Where are the other five Salasau? What? Why is everyone naked? <laughs> like, yeah. the, the, they just don't like clothes in this anime. Clothes or dicks. They don't like any of that stuff. <laughs> why does Pants know so much without ever going outside? That's a great question. How did these, like, 
college graduates from just a few years before invent this like photo recognition app that could easily win this game known as Eden of the or the I don't whatever know. this game's called for Mr. Outside. Like there's just so many questions and none of them are gonna be none of them have been answered. They suck. I got nothing. So, um Chris, we're gonna roll this over to the rankings board and we had talked a little bit about this, and I think I'm okay with wherever you want to put this on your rankings. I, I'm, I'm I kinda, putting this. I put up a fuss before, but I think I'm I'm actually okay with wherever you put it. I honestly, I think I'm going to put this below Cannon Busters, just because at least in Cannon Busters, I knew what was going on for the most part. Yeah, and like maybe and like, I'm all maybe for... we'll we'll go back and re-rank this one after the movies. I, and I'm okay with that. I'll put an asterisk next to this one. And like, look, I'm okay with like a plot that takes us, you know, a globe trotting adventure with discovery and mystery. But I feel like a lot of this was just confusing and convoluted just because. Yeah. And then to have the, just to, to kind not, you're not even wrapping it up, but like to kind of just end it with, Oh, I just want to be the King of Japan. Like, I feel like you gave them too much money on their phone and didn't do enough with it. Like they just, they took this, what could have been a very interpersonal story. And then they just decided to make it this massive, confusing endeavor. So. Yeah. And I'm just so confused that like the other three sellers, were just like, yeah, we're just going to keep bombing Japan. And I'm like, how is that? Okay. How is that changing anything? Like, yeah, I got nothing. What a mess. I'm going to put this one uh, above Cannon Busters only because Cannon Busters also was a, a big open. Like, like I had Hooey. no, I, I had no idea what was happening at the kingdom. Like, That's fair. That's fair. I can't argue with that. Um, But like, yeah, yeah. it's under Drag Dota Dragon's Blood, which I also couldn't really get into. But mm -hmm. our bottom four. Uh, which oh, I think are stinkers, dude. Yeah, Dota, Cannon Busters, Eden of the East, and High School of the Dead are just herd city. It's crazy to think like Helsing was once the bottom of our list, like OG Helsing, but like I would God, rather no, watch that so a hundred more times. Yes. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the, qual the gap in quality from the top to the bottom of the list is getting wider by the week. Yeah, like Hels from Helsing, even like Seven Deadly Sins is like leagues above this shit. Yeah, and that's sad, right? Yeah, that's sad. That's I don't, sad. I don't. I couldn't tell you a thing that happens in Blood of Zeus, and I'd rather I I. I'd rather watch that. that again. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, man, just a just a tough watch. Like I think you said it was above your reading level or something like that. It was, <laughs> man. And like, and here's the thing: I love good stories. I love I love complex stories, but not just for the sake of being confusing and complex. Like they could have dialed so much of this shit back. Yeah, like I, dude, I I have plenty of gripes, but I really don't. We even... were like, like niche JRPG level of confusing. One hundred percent. Yeah, it was just. I I I don't even know how to even describe it, man. It was just. It was there. I don't know what I was watching, and I did, I was just ready for it to be over. Every yeah. episode, I was ready for it to be over, and then when the next one started up, I was like, "What the fuck's happening?" Yeah, and like I think, let me see. Let me save these rankings real quick. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so it's my new number 14, your new number 15 out of 16. Yes. Ah. Let me see. Yeah, King of Eden. I was just trying to see how long King of Eden is. Hopefully it's not long. Mm. Please be like an hour and a half. That's all we can all we can bear that's at this rate. Eighty-five minutes. That's what you like. Thank to God. That's mwah. <laughs> and then Paradise Lost, ninety-five minutes. That's uh, fine. We can do five with minutes the... too long, but it's fine. Yeah, I wonder if like the manga or the novel or whatever this originally was, because I think it was originally a novel, mm -hmm. originally a novel, originally a manga, whatever they call it. Um, I feel like this was a better read, maybe, but oh, absolutely, it feels like it. I don't know, it just it's rough. And what's weird is they made a they made like a compilation. They did like the the Afro Samurai thing with this. Mm -hmm. Where like they did a a film called Air Communication, which is basically just the 11 episodes kind of crammed into one movie. Oh no. And I almost wonder like you couldn't tell the story in 11 20 minute episodes. You're, you're How the hell are you cr what are you cramming? Like yeah. what are you telling? Like Maybe they skipped the whole Johnny Hunter segment because it was just a giant waste of time. Yes, that makes the most fucking sense to me. But yeah, so I might actually, if I can find air communication, which I think it's also on Funimation, I might mm -hmm. try not to fall asleep during that and try to see if they, like, get a better way of yeah. explaining Sure. That. I don't know if I want to put myself through that. Um, it's a commitment. But... At least next week, guys, we're going to be covering King of Eden, the Eden of the East first movie, uh, available on Funimation, and I think that, I don't know if it's on Hulu, I don't think it is, um, but mm -hmm. if you guys want to follow along with us through this shit show of a shit show, uh, <laughs> that's what we'll be covering next week. Chris, man, I am, uh, might my apologies for suggesting this. I don't know what I was getting myself into. Hey, but... it, it's okay. You know what? We we all make mistakes. We've we've both, uh, we have both suggested some not so great um animes, but it's... it's okay because after we get through these next two movies, sky is the limit. And I almost think that we need to like we need to come up with like a foolproof list. Yeah, where nothing can go wrong. <laughs> like... Where nothing can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the next poll needs to be something that is just it's it's idiot proof there's no bullshit <laughs> we just need to pick four like tried and true bangers yeah because dude i am and i remember what were we talking about i think something is finished being dubbed i was trying to remember what we were oh uh, what second season of uh what's my shit um did you say it was the second season of uh Season of the uh the show I really love. Uh, oh yeah. Why can I not remember the name of it? It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh my goodness. Oh Promise Neverland. Promise Neverland. Promise Neverland. Oh my god, I feel like such an asshole. Oh, that's another reason you need to get uh Funimation. Because yes. Promise Neverland will have that dubbed, which I think the dubbed in that is superior. Yes, yeah, I agree. The voice acting is fantastic. Um, but obviously we we've heard nothing but bad things about that, mm -hmm. so but I don't think it can be as bad as Eden of the East. I think it'll be like yeah. it might be a shitty like way to continue. Yeah, maybe the maybe story. that's what we, you know, Cody. Maybe that's what we just need to make the executive decision. We just need to watch that after this because I feel like we well, won't be I, as disappointed if it's bad. Yeah, and I think that's what we'll do. Um, yeah, I would say executive we could, decision. We're using our executive powers. Well, that's kind of like how we do with the show. We we do yeah. like once this is 
Is this the first time that something new's come out that we have to? Uh, no, Castlevania has happened, and uh, Seven Deadly Sins has happened that we've had to kind of interrupt our regularly scheduled program to go back right. to something we've watched. Yeah, and I want to say My Hero was almost done being dubbed. Yes. Um, I would like to wait until that's on Hulu because I know a lot of people watch My Hero on Hulu. Yeah, I I do. That's where I'm um, it looks like on Funimation there's two episodes waiting to be dubbed, which I imagine will happen okay. over the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Makes uh, sense to me. So that'll be somewhere coming up soon, too. Um, obviously, we have the movie coming out at the end of October. Mm-hmm. So, it's right around the corner, isn't it? Holy shit. Maybe that'll be one where we can, like, obviously we live miles and miles away, but maybe we can go both see it. Yeah, coordinate. I- I'm down for that. And then, you know, come back and do, like, a a post-movie-watching episode. Obviously, we won't be able to have all the details because uh, we'd only seen it once and, like, it just happened. But uh, mm-hmm. that'd be a cool, like... I'd, little... I'd be okay to do a, a live post-viewing reaction episode. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. And then maybe, like, when it becomes steadily available, we go back and, like, revisit it. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, we're going to be covering Eden of the East, King of Eden, next week. And then... uh What's the other one called? Paradise Lost. <laughs> sure. I'm lost already. Um, yeah, I, that, that's all. I'm already there. So yeah, if you guys are following along with us, all of the stuff is going to be available on Funimation. And then after that, of course, we're going to be moving into Promise Neverland season two, and I think that'll cover us for the month of September. Well, there we go. The three into the east, and then Promise Neverland. I think is only like ten episodes for season two. Um, and yeah, that'll be a that'll be a wrap on September. Um, yeah. Yeah, guys. I'm that, spent. Chris, that's that's all I got. I've done enough rambling here. I have no idea what I just you, watched. You did great. You were less lost than I was, but you did great, and you brought us home, Cody. So si- sign us off and get us out of here. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Into the East, I don't re- recommend don't. watching it. Um, watch the first three episodes and then just pretend it got canceled. Yeah, sounds uh, great. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you guys want to follow along with us, of course, you guys can follow and find us on. On Twitter, excuse me, and Facebook, at Shonen and Suds. Like us on Podbean. Give us a follow there. And uh, we appreciate all the downloads, guys. I think we're closing on like 1,400 downloads or something mm, crazy. Um, so we appreciate all, all the support. And, uh, yeah, guys, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And, as always, thank you for listening to a couple of bozos ramble about anime. Cody, Chris. I don't even think Mr. Big could have saved this one. No, dude. No. I, I need another beer. I'm going to grab some more beers, Chris. I, it might be a night, a, a night of drinking because we got to wash the taste of this bullshit. Oh, big out. time.